listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. As always, I'm your host, Sly Dog. And uh, welcome to uh, episode three of Rockin' Pod Month, continuing our Rockin' Pod minisodes. Uh, so far we've put out one from one where I'm talking to Carmine Peace. That was a really cool interview. And one where I'm talking to... Uh, Walter Egan. I put up my Walter Egan episode, and that was great for it as well. I hope you've enjoyed those. They've both done done really well for me, and I was so, stoked, so stoked to get the, to do those interviews. So up next, we got a real treat. We got Ace Von Johnson, uh, current LA Guns guitarist. Uh, he was a lot of fun to talk to. Ace has played with Faster Pussycat, and he's played with some punk bands uh, prior to that, and he's become a, a big part of LA Guns now. He, he played on, I believe... Uh, the Devil You Know was the last LA Guns album. I apologize, I missed that, missed that one, but I'm not going to be missing the new one, which is called uh, Checkered Pass. That's coming out in November, I believe November 11th. So everybody go check that out when it comes out. But before that, this year LA Guns put out a great live record already uh, where they played the entire Cocked and Loaded album start to finish. And let me tell you, that's been one of my favorite live releases this year. It just kicks. So check that out. I'm going to put a song from it at the end of the episode for you guys to crank up, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Ace Von Johnson. All right, I'm here with Ace Von Johnson, Ace Von Johnson of LA Guns and Faster Pussycat and so many other bands. Ace, how you doing? Very well. How are you? How's your weekend going? My weekend's going great, man. I just love, it's this rock and roll atmosphere we're in, and I'm feeding off it, man. It's great. Yeah, everybody has been really great. It's really cool. Uh, cool scene. It's my first time at a rock and roll. Oh, wow. Nice. So, yeah, welcome. Yeah, it's my first time, too, so it's, it's been great. I want to do your origin story, man. Uh, what made you uh, pick up the guitar in the first place? Oh, Lord. Uh, you know, I just, I think, I, I guess I thought it looked cool, and, uh, I mean, the first time I picked up a guitar, I was probably seven or eight. I didn't know what I was doing. I just, my mom had one of those old nylon hippie acoustics from the 60s in the closet, and, uh, we just mess around on it. And I think by the time I was probably 11 or 12, I decided I wanted to actually play. I just kind of started learning, you know, like Ramon songs and whatever. And, and uh, some Metallica, you know, whatever. Zeppelin, it's like on the water and all that stuff. And uh, I just kind of went from there. And, and in high school, there was sort of like a clicky, or like the metal kids and the punk kids and the rock kids. And I kind of... I think I ended up getting kind of forced into the punk rock click, and uh, so I started a punk band and started playing shows and booking shows and going on tour and doing that whole thing, and uh, and then, you know, by the time I was 18 or 19, I joined a band, I had a record deal, and off I went, that was that. Nice, nice, that's really cool. It seemed like your early era was very much punk bands like Cheap Sex yeah. like, like that was an, that was an interesting part of your career did you like was that kind of music you like really enjoyed playing back then would you kind of like to ever maybe revisit the punk side of things um, I mean y yes and uh, so I started Cheap Sex with some friends when I was still in high school and we did that the, the first record nobody's ever even heard of them but uh, we did that record and then I joined a punk band called Mad Cat and then I joined a, and there's so many punk bands I played with the US Bombs Murphy's Law yeah. New York City a bunch of stuff, and uh, I still keep it pretty close. You know, I mean, I played some songs last night, and those were pretty much. Uh, we did a Ramon song, yep. and Iggy Pop. I mean, that's got fun, and uh, it's easy talk. But uh, you know, I guess I kind of circled back. 
because in my early 20s, I kind of had enough of playing in punk bands yeah. and was trying to actively get into like some rock. You know, because I was playing, listening to more rock music, wanted to play more rock music. And so that's kind of what led me to one band or another band, led me to Pussycat, etc. And, uh, you know, I kind of circled back. I'd say in the last five years, I've been listening to a lot more punk rock stuff than I listened to when I was a kid. Nice. But, you know, I, I play I play everything. I'll play anything. I record all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do a punk album. I'll do a punk album right now. I'm going to shit. Awesome. <laughs> you actually, uh, LA Guns has put out a great live record, in my opinion. Uh, Cox and Loaded Live. I've been, I'm not going to lie, I've been playing the shit out of that thing. Especially in anticipation of Checker, pa uh, Checker Pass, which is coming up. But talk about the live record a bit. Was it originally planned like to be a tour where you played Cocked and Loaded in its entirety before the pandemic kicked everything in the nuts? Uh, sort of. So we had discussed it. It was being discussed. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. So it just, it, it never really got more than like a, I would say at best, it was a, hey, you know what we should do is dot, dot, dot. <laughs> And then we did one streaming concert uh, early into the pandemic, maybe May or June. And uh, that went okay, it was fun. And then we decided, you know, hey, we should celebrate. I think it ended up being the 31st anniversary of Talking Loaded. So we just went and did the album cover to cover. And, uh, you know, I knew it was being recorded, but I guess in my naivete, I didn't know it was going to come out as an album. <laughs> so, uh, they put that out and it just came, what, maybe two weeks ago? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Long. yeah, yeah, recently. And so that's out. And then we got the new record coming out. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool thing for me, at least, to be sort of inadvertently part of this uh, legacy of the Cocked and Loaded album. Not just the band, but the album yeah. that is now celebrating it with the live uh, recording. So it's cool. It's fun to play some of those deep, deep cuts that they hadn't played ever. Oh yeah, like yeah. Riot on Sunset, that was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. You know, a lot of those songs are really sort of like almost punky. Yeah. You know, they've got that sort of like four power chord kind of vibe. You know, some of it almost reminds me of like Generation X or, or uh, you know, even I'm trying to think some L.A. punk bands. Almost like, there's maybe one song that reminded me of like an adolescence or something. You know, it's just cool. All of this. Nice, yeah. The one thing I got to ask is, uh, it, it surprised me at first, but Speed is on the album too. Which, like, how did that end up in the set? Was that just like, okay, we need a break from all this old stuff? <laughs> well, okay, so there's a, a jam song in there, and the beginning of Speed starts with a riff. It's this sort of like Jimi Hendrix chord. Yeah. And Tracy, and it's, and it's just a long guitar solo. And Tracy was like, I don't want to play it. And I was like, well, it's on the album. And he goes, well, I don't want to play it. And I said, well, what if we tease it with the, the beginning of the song with the riff and then go into something else? And he goes, all right, we'll just do speed. Okay. So it was just sort of something that rehearsal where he just was like, I don't want to play it. And, and I was like, it's not really in a song. He goes, that was like a like a sound check jam that we just ended up recording and put on the record. It's not really a song per se. Yeah. And there were a couple of people that were like, oh, where's that one song? And it's like, you know, it's just a, it's just a guitar song. Yeah. So I could see why the diehards might be like, oh, it's not on there. But, you know, we gave him something else. Let's change it up a little. I thought it was really cool. And I have to laugh at the other, I have to laugh at the other song when Phil goes, that wasn't on the album, but we wish it was. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, I, I think, ultimately, I think that's just one of those songs that they're just really proud of. Nice. Uh, can you tell me anything about Checker Pass? I know the first single's coming up pretty soon. Uh, yeah. Um, 
it's eclectic, I can tell you that. Uh, there's definitely one of the singles is an acoustic number, and it's very Zeppelin. Uh, it's got some 12 string on it, and uh, I, I'm trying to remember what the oh, the song's called Get Along. I was like, what, what is it, get or die? <laughs> well, we all, you know, it's one of those things where so many of the songs are like, you know, the song in B minor, and you're like, just like the, the song title gets sort of yeah. stepped by the wayside, goes by the wayside. And uh, even some of the title tracks for the stuff on Checkered Pass, Phil was like, oh, you know this song. And I'm like, I don't know what song that is because I don't know it by the title. I know it by a working title or like what key it's in. I'm like, oh, the ACDC song in E minor? Okay, yeah, that one. So there's some, but, you know, it's all over the place. It's definitely an LA gun. Nice. Are you looking forward to getting out and playing that live again now that things are opening up? Yeah, I mean, we're not going to work until the fall, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting back out there. And I have to say, I do appreciate You guys do keep, like, I appreciate when a band keeps like a healthy level of new material in their set and you guys do that so is it you think it's important to like keep you know keep that sort of like freshness there yeah well i think it's the kind of thing where i think if you put out let's just call it i hate to say it like this but new product put a new product every two three years you put a new album yep it keeps the audience invigorated with like oh i really like like speed now speed is probably never going to leave the set yeah. You know, so it's like you get a new record and maybe, you know, each two albums back, you'll pull one or two songs out and you'll play them live. And then the next album, you replace one of those songs or something with another song and so on and so forth. But it keeps it more interesting than making it just simply a nostalgia act. Yeah. So otherwise, it's too much of going through the motions. I think if Bill and Tracy had it their way, and I'm guessing that, but I think if they had it their way, we would probably be doing predominantly newer stuff because that they don't want to play the same songs over 35 years. But you got to keep in mind what the audience wants to hear and what the fans want. And you can't just go play 11 new songs and four old songs. Right. I've been in bands like that, I'm not going to say who, where they're doing 60% newer stuff and then people get bored and they leave. So, because nobody, you know, everybody wants to hear those classic albums. If, if we go see Guns N' Roses, we want to hear Appetite. Yeah. You know? So, it's, you got to keep that in mind. And, and at the end of the day, you need your audience to stay engaged with what you're playing live. And then by putting out new, you know, new albums, new products, whatever you want to call it. So, it, 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 it's sort of a necessary evil. But I'm happy to do it because it just means I get to play stuff I wrote and played on Nice, I love it. So uh, I always like to end on a positive note. Do you have a good, like, funny tour story or something that either went awry? It doesn't matter which band is whether it can be L.A. Guns or Faster Pussycat. Just something where it was a, a ha ha moment. Oh lord. Uh, <laughs> all the ha has are hard R stories. Uh, I got the explicit take. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean I'm. Being, I'm just, you know, sadly, when people ask, like, tell us a tour story, there are so many that it's like, the kind of thing that's like, tell us about an exciting Tuesday you had. And you're like, I don't know, they're all Tuesdays. Uh, gosh. The thing with Danny falling over with pushing down on stage, that was a miserable experience in real time, but looking back, it's become quite funny. Uh, that, and that, and then that video, that went viral, so that's... Yeah. Uh, and Danny's mom calling him, you know, going, 
and she's in her 80s, and she's screaming at him, see, you know, all you have a drinking problem. <laughs> and, he, and he likes to go, he goes, hey, man, you get drunk, you get a hangover. I get drunk, I end up on CNN. <laughs> you know, that's, that was one of the books. Absolutely. Well, Ace, this has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, uh, other than LA Guns, what's a good uh, way to keep track of you? Uh, you know, Twitter or Instagram. I don't do a lot of Instagram, but uh, I'm on Twitter a lot, uh, at Ace Vaughn Johnson. And, uh, you know, you can catch me at the, uh, uh, probably an animal rescue event somewhere. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, dogs? Yeah, predominantly dogs and, and awesome. specifically a lot of pit bull stuff. Yeah, any kind of dog rescue stuff, I'm usually trying to stay pretty proactive in that, that scene. I love it. Well, thank you, man. It's been an absolute blast. Until next time. Rock and roll. Thanks. All right, that was fun, man.
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.